0: Welcome back to the Forward Podcast. I'm Lance, your host. Lance Armstrong, that is. Each and every week, I'm your host. I'd say it every week. In fact, I know you guys are probably getting sick and tired of me talking about my son's football team. Or maybe you're not. And if you're not, you're really sweet to not get sick of me talking about it. But Westlake High Shaps, they just keep rolling. Uh, Saturday night in San Antonio uh, up against a tough team, Cibolo Steel. We tried every way we could to give the game away turnovers, mistakes, penalties, pulled one out 28 14. So, uh, uh, for those of you paying attention, we got one more game next weekend in Houston at Energy Stadium um, against Cy Fair. And then, if they get through that, on to the state championships. I'm just the only reason I keep talking about this with you guys so much is that obviously I'm very proud of my son, but I just think for him as a high school senior to go out potentially winning the state championship is just, I, I, I don't know why I just, I, I, I feel, I get so nervous for these games. I'm like pulling my hair out. Um, but I'm just so stressed for him. And so also I'm actually stressed slash excited for him and, and all of his teammates for that matter. Um, so, Fingers crossed. Go Shaps. One other thing before we get to my guest this week, Dakota Meyer, is is anybody, I read an article in the paper, back up. I've been asking, what the fuck is Bitcoin? I, I really, I don't, I can't understand it. And so I read this article in the paper today where the journalist basically said he had the same question, like, okay, what is this? So he went out and tried to figure out what it was. And I'm sure there's some Bitcoiners listening right now that know everything, and you're like, "This guy's an idiot," but this guy writes this whole article, and he couldn't figure it. Out. Like, I can't figure it out. Like, why would we need something different than a quarter or or a dollar bill? Or, and I'm I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm just asking. Uh, but what the hell is this Bitcoin thing? And now, like the Winklevoss guys who who allegedly got screwed over by by zuckerberg and now now they're the first billionaires with bitcoin like is that real billion or is that like a is that like a monopoly billion like what help me out here all right hey and also thanks to all you guys for sending in your uh suggestions for survivor of the week Kind of been um inundated with those but it's 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 uh it's inspiring to read a lot of these this week Uh, We picked uh, an email from Patrick Russo. He says, hey, Lance, my Aunt Mia lost her battle with cancer the week before Thanksgiving. It was the end of a two-year journey where she exceeded all time estimates and brought joy to everyone she encountered. This survivor story is about those of us she left behind, her son, her daughter, her husband, her brother, her sisters, her friends, her extended family, and so on. Many times the road ends for those with the sickness, and it is those left behind, the survivors in a different way that suffer from sadness and need inspiration to carry on. My Aunt Mia was about happiness, joy, life, love, family, beer, and music. And her husband, Mark, concluded in his eulogy at her service, through tears running down his face, he read these lyrics of a song they had heard together during her fight while the church organist played the tune. A wonderful reminder to enjoy life. And this is a song by the Push Stars. Put the keg on my coffin and think of me every so often have a loser's day parade for all my friends drink up like a river till the pizza man delivers and smile and know i loved you till the end patrick then goes on to say smile and know i loved you till the end not a bad parting line to rest your soul on thanks for continuing to inspire and provide a platform that makes a difference fellow sufferer patrick russo um, Patrick, thanks for sending that in, and and our our deepest condolences uh, for Aunt Mia, and and as you said, all of those extended friends and family and community, um, we're suffering with you. Hang in there. All right, Dakota Myers, my guest this week. I ran into Dakota at my gym that I worked out here in Austin. On it, O N N I T, and. You know, he's, he's, he's like, you always see the guy in the gym, the guy or gal in the gym that's, that's there really working versus just kind of, you know, doing some Snoopy pushups. And I was like, this guy was hitting it. And so I said to my trainer, John Wolfe, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And he's like, oh, that's Dakota Meyer. He won the Congressional Medal of Honor. I was like, what? Well, yeah. I mean, turns out he works out there and now lives in Austin, Texas, and You know, the Congressional Medal of Honor, almost all of the time, is not given to people who are alive. Think about that for a second. In fact, there hasn't been a living Marine get the medal in 39 years, the first one in 39 years. Uh, His story is fascinating. The the way he lays it out in this show um, is, you know, had me just spellbound, but uh I put out a message the other day that I was studying to have on a true American hero. I mean that. Like we, that word hero, like, that gets tossed around all the time. Um, but, but this story is so fascinating. It was so cool just to kind of come across him and, and hopefully forge a relationship and a friendship and, and do stuff together. I didn't even know it before I got here today. Guy, guy rides bikes. Guy loves to ride bikes. Like, I'm like you're not good on the hills. He's a big dude. But um, such an honor to have, like I said, a true, uh, a true American hero on the show. Hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Dakota Meyer, true American hero, man. Thanks for being here. No, oh, thank you for having me. It's it's my honor. We've been crossing paths in the gym and and john wolf who trains me is like you know who that is don't you and i was like well no he's like that's dakota meyer he's won the congressional medal of honor i'm like
1: what no i'm not not gonna lie to you like i tell everybody that i work out with you Mm -hmm. i just i i'm like he doesn't know that I. he doesn't know he's working out with me though well that's not true i always tell him all the time like yeah you know i i i work out with lancid on it all the time and uh And they're like, oh, well, it must be cool. It's like, yeah, he doesn't know, but I, I work out with him.
0: <laughs> I'm in the, we're in each other's space. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's all. So awesome. I'm sure
0: you've talked, I, I know you've talked about this. You've written a book about it. You've you traveled the world speaking about it. But right. this day, September 8th, 2009, I, I'd love for you. I've thought a lot about how I asked this question. Yeah. But then as I began to learn more about that day, because I think before I studied it and and learn more about it and i think probably most people listening they think these things happen what you did the loss of life the saving of life they they think that happens in like 20 30 minutes yeah that's that was my impression and yeah. i I'm, i can't speak for everybody listening but you know this is a 6 hour ordeal turns out
1: yeah it's an all day deal yeah i mean
0: how you
1: know it's um you know it's it, it, We've been in a lot of gunfights up to this, right? I mean, we've been in some gunfights for an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours. You know, uh, I think the compl- the complicated part of it was just how much ground you're covering on this one, right? Uh, and it just it, just the chaos of it was just was incredible. But, you know, what had happened was I was set back um they had left me out at, at a place. So basically the mission was we were going to drive— the vehicles in. We were going to park them, and then they were going to walk into the the valley on foot. And five minute walk, thirty nah, minute no, walk. No, you're talking probably a mile. Okay. Mile, mile and a half, I minute, guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, minutes. and it's and it's through rough terrain too. I mean, Afghanistan terrain is just it is just it's it's unforgiving, right? And it's uh, you know, it's it's first off, even when it's flat, you're still walking on you know rocks about the size of your hand. So none of it's ever good stability to walk on. I mean, it's none of it none of it's good walking. And I mean, it's, it's why they're the, probably the hardest people on the face of the planet, yeah, you know, Cause they can, they run over it, they run it, you know, <clears throat> yes, they, yes. so, so we, um,
0: yeah, the Russians learned that lesson the, too.
1: The Russians learned it. Well, you know, what's incredible about this valley is, is I had read about this valley called the Ganjigal Valley before we went in there. It's, it's in the book called the bear went over the mountain. And what these people did to the Russians when they tried to take it over is they killed all of them and cut their heads off and set them out, set them on stakes outside the village to show them, you know, so that's the type of people were fighting. So they had came to us and said they wanted to renounce themselves from the Taliban, so start supporting the government, which is, is huge, right? I mean, but, you know, this is the this is the story that always happens. We were set up going in, and so basically they had invited us in, and on the way in, you know, they had, they had told their side, the Taliban, we were coming on this date, so they were all ready for us in that village. So long story short, me you know, my teammates, they go in. My teammates were on the front of this patrol, you know, um, we were living with Afghans and Afghan soldiers. And so as, when they got in, we, they were under attack. And, um, you know, me and my driver were sitting at the, with all the vehicles and we had some Afghans with us and we sit there for, I don't, I don't know how long it was. And we could just tell by the chaos on the radios that, that, that we had to do something.
0: But when you're just, so I'm clear when you're you, the elders of this village that had set up this meeting, who said they wanted to renounce themselves. You guys are driving there. Are you thinking, you know, they might be playing us? Are you thinking this you know, is just a routine thing?
1: You know, most of the time, uh, most of the time we go in there and it's fine. Most of the time we go in there. Because I
0: wouldn't trust any of them.
1: No, no, I, no well, we don't either. Okay, I mean, good. we don't either. But yes. most of the time we go in there and we, we, we eat, we drink some of their tea, and then... We talk about what we, you know, they'll tell us what they need from us. If it's a well or they need security or something like that. And then we talk about how we can maybe do this or they want a road or whatever it is that they want. And then we try to build something together. We go back, put a plan together and try to work together. You know, I mean, look, these things, and most of the time we don't get shot at while we're in the Valley, we get shot at on the way out. That's when they get us. Mm. So, I mean, we're expecting that. Uh, you know, we're always expecting that piece of it, but not this. I mean, you know, when my teammates were walking down that road, when when the when the whole patrol was going in, I remember sitting in the vehicles and you could see all the people leaving the village. I mean, their goats, their donkeys, the kids, the women. You know, because the they knew. Oh, they knew. They knew. Uh, and so they were all leaving. So they're all passing, and and I just right by you? Yeah, all right by me. Are just know, like, hey, see you later? We're yeah, just gonna go for yeah. a walk? No, and I, I and, you know, and that's when me and my my uh, my staff started, you know, we we just kind of looked at each other and said, "Holy smokes, this is." Um, We know what's going to go on, and it's just a matter of when. There was a lot of breakthroughs. uh,
0: But everybody's in radio communication. I mean, all. all, How many? I'm sorry, I'm I'm so so intrigued by this. How many? How many teammates?
1: So I. So I was a part of a team of four. Right. So we were we lived in small t- teams and we lived with the Afghan soldiers. So it was usually 4 US and 80 Afghans on a base. 80? Yeah. And so we we lived in with the Afghan soldiers, right? So we trained them and we taught them how to shoot weapons. We taught them tactics, procedures. We did everything with them. And and so that was kind of what our job was. We were embedded training teams. So we were embedded with them. Mm-hmm. And as uh, a unique mission, I loved it. It loved it. It's best mission I ever got to do. And uh, but anyway, so you know we knew this was bad but yeah we're all on radio comms they knew it too i mean they're watching it they're pa- they got to they're going down the road so it's got they got to pass them before they get to me you know and uh so only four americans no no so so the, so in the patrol they brought in a bunch of different units okay to be on this patrol so i i would say there is i don't know 30 to 40 maybe i don't know 20 30 I know twenty one so probably thirty set average of thirty. I don't I don't know. Thirty Americans. 30, probably thirty Americans. Hundreds of sixty, sixty Afghans probably mm-hmm. soldiers between Afghan border patrol and all this. Yeah.
0: And so when this when they start just unloading on these guys yeah. that are just that are just sitting ducks, basically, because well, they're up on these hillsides.
1: Yeah. So what happened was is when they got in, I mean, this was like a bowl. I mean, it right. was like a bowl. Yeah. It was incredible. And so when they got into the village, right when they got before the village to the to the houses, all the lights and that. In the village, switched off on at, at one time. This is the
0: second bad sign.
1: Oh, yeah, listen, that's not a coincidence, right? No, you no what I, got, I, mean? I got you. Know you know what I mean? I got so, you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then it's just like all hell broke loose. It was like you know, and and, and most of the time in any gunfight, you know, it's like chaos at, at the beginning, right? I mean, everybody's trying to figure out where everybody's at. You know, it's kind of like a chaos. Sure. And the next thing you know, it's kind of like everybody's calms down and gets in there you know they start doing what their, their training kicks in right it's kind of like the dust settles and you just start dealing with any problem and and it was like so you
0: find a place to to hide yeah. or yeah protection you get cover you get you get you get your positions figuring and you start out where you're going yeah
1: you start you know close with you know uh shoot maneuver um but it was like every time like everything that we we could rely on in every other mission it was like it wasn't there that day. We started calling for. They started. They started calling for helicopters.
0: I'm, well, I'm going to get to this. This and, is the uh, part that I only learned an hour ago, and I'm just. Yeah. I just about. I just about. Yeah. I just about lit my head on fire. So pissed. But I want <clears throat> to. That's a whole nother thing that yeah. I gotta. I gotta get some more context to because that's that shit's messed up. But and when they start firing do you hear it? you're 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 a oh, mile I, and a half oh i'm
1: watching it i mean i i can hear it oh i, I mean i can you hear you can see it. the lights or the you, i mean i can i mean i can hear it and then you know um they put a couple mortar rounds where we were at uh you know not 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 they didn't you know they weren't i mean they were within 100 yards of us but you know they weren't like dead on us you know uh but but yeah they they tried to put up some mortar rounds at us and by the they, way most
0: people listening 100 yards is just plenty <laughs> Yeah, well, when they
1: do it to you every day, you know what I mean. You, if they're, you know, if it's if it's two hundred two hundred yards, you usually usually you try to still get some more sleep until they start getting a little closer. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so when they do it every day, um,
0: but and but then then you're hearing it
1: on the radio. But no, I'm listening on the radio, and that's what that's what told me everything. I mean, the the, the amount of gunfire was one thing, but like I I mean I I knew my I knew my teammates, mm-hmm. and I listen I I live with them every day, and I could. I'm telling you, I could listen to the cracks in their voice, and I could know what the situation is. I don't have to; I, they don't have to say it. I I know it. And uh, you know, Kennefic, you know my teammates. You know,
0: because you have Johnson. Yeah, so these I, are the ones who passed. Johnson So you got and Lieutenant
1: Kennefic. Lieutenant Johnson, and he was like a guy from. So he was from. You know, he he loved Oregon. He was. Uh, he he lived in Virginia Beach. He's just a laid back kind of guy. Uh, Doc Layton. So he was a, a mm-hmm. corpsman from California. You got um uh, St- Gunnery, Sar- Gunnery Sergeant Kenific, and he was like, he was from New York City, oh, just a hardened guy. He was the oldest guy on the team, and then you had, so the guy that replaced me was Gunnery Sergeant Johnson, and uh, he was, he was an incredible guy from Georgia, and, you know, I'll never forget, so, on, I mean, so, so to back up a little bit, so on the ride in there, I mean, this is kind of the mindset of, us. So I mean, we all, when I mean, we lived together, I mean, you know, we did everything together. And we were all talking about how, when we came home, what, what we're going to do when we got out, right? We were all going to go to the same college and we were all going to go like there. Lieutenant Johnson and Kenneth Fick were going to work at that college as, as still Marines, right. And, and do uh, the ROTC program or something like that. And then uh, me and Layton were going to go to the college and we were all just going to be together. We were talking about how we couldn't wait back, get back and meet each other's families and stuff. And I'll never forget when they got out of the truck, uh, Lieutenant Johnson said, you know, if it, if it wasn't for how crazy you are, I know you'll come get us if if we get in a bad spot. I know you will. And uh, he said that. He said it. Man, and I, uh, can't even, I got chilled. And uh, you know, Gunny Kennefic, He always he always had one liners. And he said, "All right, Meyer. Well, I'll see you on the flip side." And uh, you know, that was the last time I seen him walk off in the dark to go mm. into his patrol. But anyways, you know, you fast. This forward, is this is early morning or early. About three thirty. About three thirty four in the morning. Okay. Um, which
0: rules me out of any of these operations yeah, like true. waking up at three to get going i'm out <laughs> oh i'm oh. out guys <laughs> yeah i'm out i can't i can't do that yeah okay. well <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah so, uh, everybody yeah. on the show calls me a wuss so this oh, is the no. moment where you just t- call me a total no, wuss. it's all
1: good um but so you know so, 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 so like i said they, they started taking fire i you know i don't know how long it was we waited out you know I, I i i couldn't put a time on it but I know that there was a point where it switched. Where I looked at the the staff sergeant, uh, staff sergeant Rodriguez Chavez at the time, and I said, "We got to go in and do something." You know, they weren't getting helicopter support. They shut off all the. Because uh, this is artillery.
0: where, and I I only learned this because I watched <clears throat> the sixty minutes piece yeah. on you, which for for y'all listening at home. You can read all. You can Google Dakota's name. Read all those things. Watch the sixty Minutes piece because the the cool thing about the sixty Minutes piece for me, just as a lay person going, animation. what is the animation? Yeah. You really you like watch. I mean, at least I mean, you can you could tell us if it was accurate or not. But you you felt like you were watching this yeah. thing go down live. But this is going down. They're radioing to you, radioing back to the base. Hey, we need assistance. We need to drop some mortars in here. Yeah. And these guys sitting at the desk at the base yeah. say. No.
1: Well, so what happened was, you know, they started, you know, there's two pieces of it. So the first piece of it with the artillery. Um, I'm sorry, too. But, and they say no because it's too close to the village. Yeah, yeah. So that was the point that I knew I had to get in there whenever I heard. By the way, the whole village had already, you saw them all well, walk the, out. Oh, yeah. The whole village is shooting at us. And so uh, General Stanley McChrystal had actually put this rule of engagement in place about, I don't know, a short period. It hadn't been in place very long and uh, had put that that uh, across uh, Afghanistan wide. To, that, that we couldn't shoot within X amount of a village and you know that was the problem that day is is you know Kent or not Kennefic, but lieutenant Johnson had called in a support artillery mission and spot on I mean it was spot on the format was perfect and he, he they were trying to get smoke between him and the village and, and what's, what's that so mean? basically it's like it would cover them right so they'd shoot in these rounds and come up smoke and then basically it would give them mass to cover so they could pull back and because if they could have, they'd have just gotten out of there. Well, they yeah they yeah right. maybe I mean possibly right I mean you know who knows but yeah it would I tell you what it wouldn't have gotten as bad I mean I I think that if they'd have gave them to them when they did it, it would have made a huge difference in it but what they the response that they got back was it's too close to the village and then I, I somebody came over the radio and says if you don't and I I'm, I think it was my teammates that said if you don't give me these rounds right now we're gonna die and uh they said do your best they said we'll try your best
0: try your best yeah now that's and uh <clears throat> that was all on the 60 minute show i mean and that could... was and
1: that was the time that that we knew and, and so you know even uh, captain swenson you know he was give he was calling and tried to call an artillery and what's supposed to be on the legalities of this is if you give your initials with it you take all the responsibility individually on you not the person back at the base anymore right so if i call in a, that mission and i give my initials that's supposed to take the way it's supposed to be in in doctrine is it takes the legality off of the person sending it and it puts it on the guy who's on the ground. And Swenson was given his initials with everything and and they still wouldn't give it. And it was, so then we were waiting on helicopters. You know, they were supposed to be on within 15 minutes. It's just a coincidence that they got pulled up to a valley that was in another gunfight. And so they were, they were a special operation. So they were getting all the helicopters. And so, it took them forever to get there. It seemed like so. Finally, me and Rodriguez Chavez said we going in, and so I requested four times to go in, and each time we were told no.
0: But from the base?
1: For, no, no, from the guys inside there. <clears throat> oh, really? Uh, from the commander. So we had some commanders inside there, and they told us no. And finally, we just said we got to do it because you know that's that's what that's what I mean. I, I didn't care what they were going to do to me. I mean, what, I mean they could do whatever as long as I got my teammates out. I would answer for the consequences. Mm and um so we headed in and as soon as we started to go in that valley driving driving so he, so he why why were they walking and well, you were driving oh well, i mean that was the question that i asked from the beginning that, that was one of the questions that kept me from going on the mission was i brought up i said it makes no sense for you guys to walk in and not us take vehicles i mean th- they have the biggest weapon systems on them right they have i mean well, why wouldn't you yeah and so well clearly I, you did it well yeah i mean so we did so we took them in and uh
0: and just for the listener, I mean, we talking like like you're like jump like four wheeling? or are you are oh, you yeah. driving? yeah! I
1: mean, they had put some rocks on the, uh, they had put some rocks on the road that that Rodriguez Chavez was having to like trying to close the road down to where you couldn't fit big vehicles uh-huh. in, and he was having to slam into them and push them, you know, move them back. I mean, it was oh no, it was it was not rugged. it was no easy. Rugged. It was rugged, and so I'll never forget. As soon as we turned, so you came down and came down a little dip or big dip actually. And as soon as you turned to turn up the wash of this valley, I mean, it was like, it was like, it was like everything turned on you. And, uh, you. It, no, I'm talking like all the weapon systems It's like all the focus just came on you. I mean, we were getting hit, hit from everywhere. They
0: saw it, headlights. So obviously no, right. it was
1: light this time. So they just seen this one vehicle coming up in this valley and, and they, it's. I mean, they turned everything on us. I mean, rockets and everything. And uh, my my goal was is that if I could, if we could get the vehicle deep up in here as far as we could, almost to the village, right, that we would be able to cover everybody that they could move back. And, and you're um, shooting with like a mach- one a of these machine cal- guns so that's
0: that's that's attached or, or, yeah, or bolted to the top it, of the thing. Yeah, it's an up gun. So I mean, I've seen a, movies. I yeah, haven't done it It's a, of this.
1: It's, a, it's a fifty caliber is what I had. And,
0: um, and you're wearing a,
1: yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got on my body armor my, my Kevlar.
0: A bullet will or will not go through that? Uh, it,
1: yeah, it, it no, if it hits the plates, it won't go through it. But I mean, you're talking a plates covering right? You know, no, but say, they have, well, I know that, yeah, and, so, and so you can
0: still move. You got to have oh, yeah. these openings and then, yeah, and a rocket that ain't, yeah. you know, oh, right, I ain't going to stop a rocket, right. yeah,
1: um but there were guys everywhere. I mean, they were coming, trying to run after the truck. I mean, these guys were, I mean, they were put this the way, Taliban. The, the Taliban, there were so many of them that my driver ran one over. I'll never forget. He hit the guy and ran him over. And he said, he said, well, actually he said, I just ran one over homie. And, uh, I just, that's what he said. Ran so, one
0: over yeah, homie. Yeah.
1: And, uh, Whoa. his name is, yeah, so, so we called him hot rod and I'm like, holy smokes. And, then my machine gun went down and so i'm like having to try to shoot these guys no it starts it won't cycle so they have like some things in them that, that make them go like some timing and headspace and stuff and i don't know what went off in it but something went wrong with it and so i was having to rack it each time to shoot one bullet instead of it shooting like a machine gun so we had to turn around and go back and get another vehicle and i i got i ended up getting hit so the bullets were hitting inside the turret because they had the angles so high, right? right? Even though you've got this armor, if they're shooting from up here, they can, get you, over they it. can still hit in it, yeah. and and so they were hitting in there. I took a piece of shrapnel in my right arm, and um, and you feel that, yeah, oh yeah. Some well, of these I, things. I, really, I didn't know. I didn't know it. So amped up. Well, I didn't. I didn't right. know it until like my hand, my right hand, started getting real slippery. Yeah. And I looked down, and it's exactly. just covered in blood, right? And uh, I I, I dropped down in the turret, and I'm like, holy smokes, and and you know it was just crazy and so finally we turn around we had to go back and get another vehicle we head back in and so we're putting we start filling the vehicles up with with uh, there's just bodies everywhere of my afghan soldiers of i mean there's just bodies everywhere and from the first first trip from, from the from the guys who walked in right right they're just everywhere and uh, so we we i i asked some of my afghans to bring in or we did and i we asked some of the afghans to bring in they had these uh, ford rangers that they drive over there. And they would come in and what I would do is I would jump out of the turret and I would run out. And uh, at this time, my interpreter, uh, Fazel, he's with us, helping us. An incredible guy. I'm telling you, like, if it wasn't for Fazel, um, I mean, there's so many people I have to, that, that I'm alive because of the day, but he's one of them. I mean, the guy got hit in the plates and he'd been hit in the arm and said, and he had just been married, and he said, I'm going to go back in with you. We're not going to leave your teammates. And and, and he went back in. and So he would get in the turret and cover me uh, with the fifty cal. Uh, we got a new one. And then I would run out, and I would grab these bodies, and I would bring them back. And I would throw the dead bodies on the bottom in the back of the truck, and then the ones that had a chance to live, I'd put them on top. And then we'd fill the back of the truck up and send them out. And so we did this for...
0: That's the thing that, that to me, as I just started reading about it because i think most people think that this is like a you know a, a quarter of a football game like yeah. it's quick like this the way you're just back and forth back to go get another vehicle more guns and unload people like this is just hours and hours
1: yeah i mean i i don't know how many tourniquets i put on that day i put you know i put on a bunch of tourniquets i tried to save as many of them as i could i put tourniquets on um administered uh, auto injectable you know the morphine. Um, you know, tried to do as much as I could quick there, uh, needle decompression, uh, MPAs, you know, we, we tried, tried as much as I could. Um, and so we did that for another probably five and a half, six hours. Jesus. And, uh, and it got to, when the helicopters finally showed up, what they did was, is they would fly over and they would, like, I would. I would watch them fly, and they would say spot on the radio. And then so I would know right below them is a body so I could run and try to grab that person and get them. And these guys wouldn't move. And so what they would do is they would like lift their leg up because if they if they tried to move, they were getting shot at again by a machine gun or something or, or, you know, somebody around. And so I just tried to – I just kept getting them out, looking for my guys, and they were missing. How are they not shooting them. you? I mean, they were shooting at me. They were trying. And they're just flying all around you. Yeah, and I and don't – And when they shoot at you, uh, you see the – you're on dirt. You see the dirt oh, flying yeah. over. Oh, no. I mean, I, there was, there was, uh, you know, a, a few times that I was pinned down, you know what I mean? Like trying to hide behind, try, trying to make yourself smaller behind a small rock, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. And so, you know, yeah. finally finally, I got them, uh, you know, finally after, you know, four or five trips in, different vehicles, in six hours, uh, uh, the helicopter finally spotted, uh, they said they spotted five I think there's five people in a trench, and we got most of them out by this time.
0: Thirty something Americans, something like
1: that. Well, yeah, so countless. I, yeah, Afghanis. who knows? Yeah, and so.
0: Well, somebody knows that because they because yeah. you did it, and that's the reason you got the medal that's sitting here on this table. If you got three out, you don't probably don't get the medal. Like it's
1: yeah. big damn deal. No, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know the numbers. Here's what here's what I always tell people. It was I, a big number. I didn't save enough, and I didn't kill enough. If I'd saved enough, nobody died, and if I killed enough, the war be over. And uh, so I so I get so they tell us that that these guys, they find five bodies in this trench. And so at this time, we had we had said that we have missing Americans. So when you say you have missing U.S. and in Afghanistan, you get assets for days right there's no more of this you don't have helicopter i mean it's assets they don't want hostages oh no no so they got they we've got fast movers coming so uh, airplanes i mean we've got apaches there's one time we had kiowas apaches um fast movers doing gun runs and we had also pararescue pjs uh from the air force who are trained on getting people back uh, on station as well and so they said they spotted five bodies PJ said they were going to come in and get them. They came in and tried to get them, and they were taking too much fire, so they lifted back up. And then that was when I said, We'll just drop smoke above them. And so at this time, uh, me, Ken, or me, Swenson, Fabio, Rodriguez Chavez, all of us, kind of the guys, the U.S. guys who were left over, were in, in the vehicle. And I see them drop the smoke and I took off running. I ran over there and I jump off this terrace. And, and these they had these terraces over there, right, for their agriculture. Right. And uh, they're probably five, six feet tall. Like
0: for the like so like where they terrace yeah, like, it's for like all a wall, of them right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Up, same yeah. thing.
1: And so I run across this thing and I jump off this terrace and it's like I land in this ditch and um and that's where I landed on top of my teammates. They had all they'd all been killed there. And so they're all together. They had been trying to get out of the valley and uh, they just got overran. And, and, they so, were, and they they died there. They died right there, and so. Uh, I mean, they got shot there. Yeah, so they got shot right there. It,
0: it, no sign of life.
1: Uh, no, I, I checked each one of them for a pulse, and no, there there was no. And so then I we carried them out, put them in the vehicles, and then but I. They're still uh, shooting at you oh yeah i still shoot and so then we we put them in the vehicles and we we take them back to base and that was, you're carrying some big knees
0: probably weighs 250 pounds with all this gear on you're like
1: yeah you know i mean i i mean like i didn't have any problem carrying anybody else out but you know whenever i finally picked up those guys it was kind of like it was kind of like everything that you know you had all this adrenaline and then when you've you seen that you had you know when you got there and you see like well it's you know
0: this isn't a happy ending th- this isn't one.
1: a good ending and then it, i picked the first one up i'll never forget i picked uh, gunny johnson up and I, I picked him up threw him over my shoulders carried him out and i fell flat on my face like it was like i didn't have any problems anywhere else but it was like all my energy was just i, I believe it was gone gone
0: so you have two quotes which one you i don't remember where you said this um you said i didn't think i was going to die yeah. I knew I was gonna
1: die. I said that <laughs> with uh, I said that on NBC with uh, Nick Machesky or Mikolchesky or something so like when that. When you're
0: running around, you're like, I'm just gonna do as best I can until I die.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, it got to a point to where it wasn't a it wasn't a matter of if I was gonna die. I mean, I knew I was, and I, I but I just said I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make them earn it. They're gonna have to kill me.
0: Well, on 60 Minutes, here's what you said. I'm gonna tell you what you said because and I'm gonna tell the people listening. You said you either get them out alive or you die trying. And if you didn't die trying, you didn't try hard enough.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the way. That's the way. That's the way. But they is.
0: knew you were going to that. I mean uh, Johnson or who? I don't. One of your one of your Kenneth mates. Johnson. Yeah. Said, Lieutenant Johnson. Yeah. You're just crazy enough to come in here and get us out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I tried. And so
0: <clears throat> this is obviously the whole the start of the reason the whole world knows your story, right? And and yeah. but I and I didn't know that layer to it until i watched the 60 minutes piece that i mean there were people that that had to you know suffer consequences because of this you know a lot of times people suffer consequences because of actions yeah. i can tell you all about that they suffered the consequences meaning basically booted out of the military because of their inaction
1: yeah well so here's what here's what ended up happening at the time that that stuff was done they did get what's called letters of reprimand which ends, ends their career right but what happened was they, you know, it's the good old boy system, and this is the way it happens. And and um, you know, it's kind of like politics, right? You know, that when you get to the the off, you know, so I, so long story short, what happened was is one of the guys, one of their buddies, that was getting out, right? As he was retiring a general, he basically ripped up those letters of reprimand, and they all got out, retired, got promoted, and they still get all their benefits. They mm-hmm. there was no consequences in the, you know, three or four years later. So, and, but you know, in the investigation states, it was. I mean, I, I I'll quote it. There's a direct loss, loss of life due to leadership, but still, nobody was held accountable.
0: Direct loss of life due, due to leadership. leadership. That's what it said. So I would I would argue lack
1: of leadership. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So.
0: Because you know, and and in a lot of these pieces, these these widows are are, you know, obviously there, and and the, how, I don't know the, how you can t- reconcile all that. That 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 doesn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I, I look at it and I say sometimes, you know, well, all the time, you know, the the gold star families are the ones that have the most questions that, you know, the most questions. I mean, we were there, we were there with them and, you know, they, they still have all these questions. And but, get, you know, I,
0: I'm not, I've never been in the military and I'm not nearly tough enough or strong enough or, or uh, brave enough to do that. But I mean, I, all I know, like probably most people listening, they know from the movies, they know they watched. American Sniper. They watched yeah. uh, Lone Survivor. Like you know, all these movies have that element where, like Lone Survivor, like the little kid is on the hill with those guys. Latrell, I don't remember who it was, yeah. and, and they were like, you know, in, in the audience, like you're watching, going, you have you have to shoot that kid. Yeah, but It's a kid. It's you, a human. Who, it's a... Who, who nobody wants to shoot. A, nobody can nah, shoot a kid. I mean, but, you know, it's... and that's the kid. And then they also are thinking, you know, legally, I'm going to get tried yeah. for something, et cetera, et cetera. Well, by the way, that's the kid who runs down the hill. It's a tough one. I don't know how, you, but you know what, play but, that game.
1: But here's the thing, right? I mean, it's not black and white. It's not a. Uh, there's no cookie cutter answer to anything that we do over there. And I think that that the difference. And look, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you know, but here at the end of the day, the day that we start doing that is the day that we become no different than them. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, that's that's kind of the, what separates us from from them. Uh, cause they'll take it, anybody out. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't care. I mean, they, they, um, you know, we, we, we just do, you know, I always tell people, you know, what I learned after getting out and thinking about it and spending hours and hours and nights of, of not sleeping about it. You know, I, I never fought, you know, I, I didn't care where people came from. I don't care what religion they are. I mean, I literally, everything I did, was out of the love for human beings. Like that's it. It wasn't I it it never was about I hated what was in front of me. How I didn't even know those guys. I didn't know the guys. I mean they were fighting for a cause just as much as I was, you know what I mean? Um, but it was because I loved so much what was behind me and I, I wanted to make the world a better place. Whether it was going over there and passing out aid, whether it was going in and helping with the school or whether it was taking out the bully that was in that town that was causing terrorism, whatever it was, it was all out of one genuine thing and that was to make that place a better place.
0: Marine TV did a feature on you. You've probably seen it's like a ten-minute feature. And for the listener, you can you can find all this stuff. If we were more organized, we'd have a website with all the links so you could go see it. (laughs) So they have all these, you know, obviously the stuff we just talked about. But they they went back and 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 they told this story about you in high school where you one day decided that you wanted to work with the special needs kids, and they assigned you to this one autistic boy who was nobody could get to him. Like yeah. you couldn't, nobody could, and, and that's a tough situation. It's not like yeah. anybody special walks in and all of a sudden they're perfectly normal. Like, But nobody could crack this kid and, and you started hanging out with him. and Ben Tucker.
1: Yeah, and yeah.
0: and change this kid's life. And it was, it was the best part of this. I mean, they obviously yeah. mentioned all the stuff we just talked about. But that was the best part of that story. But that's way before you're running in four or five times to go save 35 Americans and countless Afghanis. That's yeah. in the DNA.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, I just, I, I can't stand to see somebody suffer. I can't stand to see people in pain. I can't stand, you know, people to just, I, I just, I don't know. I can't stand it. I can't stand for somebody to be picked on. I, it's, it's been part of me for a long time. And I, you know, pro- probably cause I, I could probably relate to a little bit of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, but I say that you know, just to be able to help somebody else. I mean, uh, you know, there's plenty of people out there that want to find, you know, look at the glass half empty, but, you know, to be able to go and inspire somebody and empower them to be the best them in their worst moments or any other time, I mean, what's what's more rewarding than that, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, you know, my dad always instilled in me, he never... You know, I never had the nicest stuff. I mean, my dad, my father's an incredible human being, and he he would never like he he taught me from a young age, don't worry about what everybody else thinks. You know, it's not about being in cliques. I don't, you know, it, it's not about having the right name. It's not about any of that. That none of that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. And what matters is is how you treat people. And what matters is 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 that you 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 live, you know, that that you 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 you, you go out and you be the best and you help other people.
0: So and I just want to close the circle on this time. And so this, eventually, you leave this uh, yeah. Conjugal Valley. Yeah.
1: And I Go suppose back You base. drive back or yeah, fly back. Went back to base. Drove back, back, back to the
0: base, and yeah. they fix up the shrapnel wound. Yeah. On you. And then, how does life? And I'm, we're going to get to life when you hit the United States. Yeah. You know, as a, as a, <clears> you know, as a retired military person um but what is life how does life continue then i mean you've just done this so i mean i I never what there's nothing going to be much crazier than that well
1: i got i think i think the gunfight that i got in three days later was worse on me than that oh that's nobody read about that one yeah so on the 11th i um i uh so basically what i did is i went back uh, you know i I got in a a pretty good argument on the base you know when we took the so i wrote can i just say something real quick yeah
0: if and everybody knows there was no secret about what you did yeah everybody knew everybody at the base knew all your homies everybody knew Mm -hmm. if i'm the boss i'm like okay meyer you're gonna take a couple months off you just you earned it you're gonna go chill for a little while
1: well they you know they they did try they did try to give me some some decompression times what they call it Mm -hmm. you know nobody really realized i mean i didn't even know what i had done i mean I, i still don't i mean i i didn't know i was up for the medal of honor until i got a call from the president and uh
0: at the gas station yeah at the gas station
1: but i went back to base <clears throat> i went back to base i um i put my teammates bodies in the body bags um pulled all the stuff out of their pockets carried them onto the helicopters to go back to bagram and i went back i got 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 dinner i ate dinner and i went in stayed up all I was up all night obviously and then the next night they were like hey you're gonna stay here for two weeks we're gonna decompress this and that and I talked him back into it I um, I wanted to go back and be with my Afghan soldiers I felt like that was where I needed to be and so I went back Uh, patrol came down and got me they gave me two more US guys to go with me back to my base I went back As soon as I got back it took us all night to get back and then that next morning I got up and I went back in you know so we all lived in this one room like kind of, it's, it's probably twice as big as this, but that's where we all four lived. And so I just got up that next morning. I started going through all their stuff and packing it up and putting it in their, the bags to send home to their families. And I got that done. And then um, couple, when they came in to pick those bags up, there was a huge gunfight. And I got in another big gunfight right after that. And then it seemed like every, at least every other day, every day we were in a gunfight after that. So I stayed there for, that happened on September 8th. And I returned back to the United States on December 5th so, they ended, so they, ended three up, more months. they ended up sending me home so said i was wound a little too tight <laughs> I, I can, I, well
0: the, there's 30 plus people that are pretty glad you're wound tight
1: okay, well hopefully hope i did best. apparently in
0: one of these shows i watched about you you were wound a lot tighter before you enlisted and went to boot camp yeah so when you came back from boot camp they were like who is this guy what yeah he chilled out
1: yeah, I know that, you know, the, the you know Marine Corps really taught me a lot. It's forever changed my existence. You mm. know, they went through and taught me. I'll say. Discipline, you know. Mm. Yeah. So they, you know.
0: And so then you're done. I mean, December of 2009, yeah, so you don't go back over.
1: I never went back over. I came back. They put me into a uh, PTSD rehab center for a few weeks to kind of, or like 12 weeks, 13. Ten or twelve weeks, something like that, and to kind of decompress, kind of like you know, kind of process this stuff. I don't know, but because then, they
0: assumed you had PTSD, or yeah, they or they knew.
1: I, I kind of got sent home because, uh, you know, some of my actions they were taking. They said that they were I uh, was taking unnecessary risk was one piece of it, which I I I just think that look when they start sending these combat stress people into you, they you know, they're they're if you don't listen to them, they're going to get you out of there. And, and I I was struggling. A I, combat I, stress person
0: is like a like a psychologist. psychologist, psychologist yeah, yeah.
1: And so they're they're imbe- they're kind of embedded with you, yep. you know. And uh, you know I, I I will say this I, I you know look every I think everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know at the time obviously I'm still not happy that I got to come home early, but I, I probably you know who knows where I would have been if I had have. Um, I, I was struggling with some demons over there, right? I did have a little bit of anger, obviously. I mean, my, I mean, these son of a bitches had killed my whole team. So I, I definitely wasn't going to be, you know, I definitely wasn't going to be very, um, trying to see both sides. Of the so lot the of anger people. was over losing yeah. those four guys. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, yeah, somebody was going to pay, you know? And, um, so yeah, so I got sent home. I went to that center and then I, basically I got out of the Marine Corps, you know, I got out 2000, uh, June, 2010. So. Got it. Um, but then that's
0: that's like you know that's it's not that dissimilar really to athletes. Like athletes, they, they play sports their whole lives. I mean, obviously, an athletic career is probably a lot longer. But you play sports your whole lives, and then you make it to the big leagues or the the highest level. You make a bunch of money. You never wait for a table at a at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, uh, you you get whatever you want, and then you're, you're reti- and it's over. And it's it's you see it all. I mean. I don't need to tell anybody listening. The transition, you, the transition. Yeah, that 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 transition is tough. But I mean it, it this is a whole nother. this is sort of next level. Well, shit. I
1: mean, I, you know, so I was I was hoping to go. I mean, if you you know, before I, you know, before I came home, I mean, my plan was to be a marine forever. Was to I mean, I was going to stay in. I mean, I, that was my my dream, my goal. I, I I lived it. I lived it every single day. I lived it every single day and after this situation it was over though. You know, it was, it was kind of over, you know, I, it, it was over. And so I, I seen the writing on the wall. So I got out and, um, you know, then it's like, how do you figure out life? You know, and that was the tough part coming home. I mean, I came home, I, I mean, to say that I came home an angry, bitter, broken, you know, uh person is probably an understatement. You know, I, I, I was, I was, I was struggling quite for a while you know and,
0: and you go back to you grew up in kentucky i did
1: i went back to kentucky live with my father
0: so you moved back into the house
1: i did i moved back in the house I and is he in... is he thinking yeah you know, I mean, what's up yeah yeah i mean he he obviously knows well no i hell. mean I, you know i, I don't I, w- I won't say my dad was very sympathetic you know my dad's kind of a, a black and white man you know he's kind of old school you know my dad's not you know i i, I think i think he was kind of probably frustrated with me was He like suck it up yeah i mean he he, he kind of said uh i mean <laughs> I don't it's all in your head. You know what I mean? Uh, so you know, but but you know, yeah. I, I needed that. I, I did need that. I needed that person. And um, you know, we never really talked much about it. Um you, and got, then, you
0: got one of those families too, huh? Yeah, yeah. So we never really talked much about it.
1: And then so, you know, what what's kind of interesting is is I you know, I was I was struggling. I was drinking a lot. I mean, you you, you couldn't imagine. I was drinking probably a handle, handle to handle and half a crown a day.
0: That is a lot. And, I like to, um, every listener of the show knows that I love to drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 you know, I'd die if I did that. Yeah, and I'd wake up the next day and I'd be ready to go again. And, um, wow. so uh, long story short, I and had, that some, was
0: just, I'm sorry. You were just, you, you were just, just trying to calm the, or just trying to yeah. manage it with yeah, with crown. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, basically I was, I was, you know, using it as a, I mean, that was my medicine, right? I mean, the sauce was my medicine and so,
0: which, by the way, too. You, I, I mean, your your sauce of choice was Crown, but that's a very common, and it's something I'd love to to break down. Like this whole PTSD thing. Yeah. I mean, the amount of heroes and soldiers and warriors and fighters that come home that whether it's Crown or Oxys or you know, here's the way I look at meth or yeah, it's
1: it's it's all the same thing, right? I mean, um here's the way I look at it is. I'd already been I, when I was in that rehab center. Listen, I, I I've been on the Traumadols, I've been on the sleep medicines, the Ambience, I've been on the Xanaxes, the the clodopin bars. I mean, I got. I mean, I can go down the whole list. I mean, there, I think there was at one point that I was on twelve different medications a day. I'm 21 years old, and what I felt like is, <laughs> is I felt like I could control the drinking. I had more control of using the drinking to suppress what i was dealing with than i did with the pills that i don't know what they do right i mean i get a hangover i know how much i drink you know what i mean it's kind of like i know the circle you're monitoring things yeah i i I, I feel like i could have more control the monitoring that and so i think that's the same thing and um that, that a lot of guys do and so what the real interesting piece of it is is like um i think what 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 started to get me back on track was i had some buddies and and they're just they're Iron Man. They they that's all they do in our hometown, right? So one of them was the cycling. The head coach of the cycling at Lindsey Wilson College, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, I mean, they would call me, and we've actually talked about it on the, on on my podcast on owning it. Uh, and so they would call me every single day, and I started riding bikes. I went I went with them. They took me down to Somerset, Kentucky, and I bought a Fuji, and we started riding bikes every day. We started cycling every day and, that and was, i
0: didn't know i didn't know any of this like yeah. the listeners probably thinking well oh here comes the hook like this is why they're talking i didn't even know that until you walked up there you're telling me you ride down 620 and 2322 here in austin i was like you think the fucking conjugal valley <laughs> is bad i mean go go ride down 2222 <laughs> at rush hour
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah it, it, it can be bad but so you know that's kind of what got me didn't back know that. got me started Started back of you're probably not of, too good on the hills. Uh, no, I'm not a hill person. Yeah, I can see that. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a hill person. Um, but yes, I, I started. You know, Toby and Schmitty, and we just started riding every single day, and then um, that, that's kind of hours. It, I mean, we're not
0: talking hour. Ride. Yeah, it I was, was like my therapy. Most, yeah. It was my therapy. I mean, so I've always. I've. I don't. I probably haven't said it on the show before, but I'm just, and I'm not an expert. I've, I've never had yeah. PTSD, or maybe I have. I don't know. But I just think that what. What I've done my whole life as an endurance athlete, whether it's a long swim in the ocean or even in the pool, or a long ride where you're just alone, and you can just kind of sit in it. Yeah. And just, and and I, I refer to it as suffering. So just sit in the suffering or the solidarity of the suffering. Like, I've always just thought, like, my whole life, I mean, my life wasn't a bed of roses. I, always I worked it all out on long bike rides yeah. or on long runs or on long swims or on long sessions where it just... It, it just seemed to kind of reprogram.
1: That's the same way with me. I'm like so if there's something there, I get, I get on a bike. If I get on a bike and I go on hour, two hour bike ride, um, or if I, if I, you know, like I, we, you know, where we met at on it. I mean, that's why I go to on it on it is part of my, it's part of my schedule. It has to be, it has to be part of my daily life. Cause if not, you know, I, it's that, that's my, that's my, that's my session. What's your therapy. That's my therapy. Right. You know, if some people want to go, do counseling. So we want to do whatever. I mean, they can go do whatever, but I'm telling you, uh, you know, yoga, whatever. But for me, it's like, if I don't go beat myself up for a while, then, you know, I am not going to be a good person. And you've around.
0: seen improvements.
1: Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, th- listen, I, I mean, I went from, Drinking every single day. I got harder. the
0: drinking stop, but just, the, I mean, you must have these moments where you just wake up in the night.
1: Argh! Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you know, I, I deal with anxiety, terrible. I mean, you yeah. know, terrible, terrible anxiety, but I can tell a huge difference in how much, ang- you know, I can, my day's a lot, lot better whenever I can Smother. go do something like that. A lot smoother, a lot smoother. You'll tell, you can tell a big difference in me. You, you could talk to me if you talk to me very much, you could talk to me and tell if I've worked out that day or not.
0: Oh, do, I mean, we're, you're speaking my language. Like i this whole room yeah, this the, the, you know, Anna should be like, you know, if I miss a day or two of riding, she's like, you know, I I think you need to go for a long bike ride. <laughs> Thank I you. think it's time for Thank a, little, a little, few little, miles. Little, little suffering, Lance. You're you're <laughs> you're not making any sense. You're the worst human being alive. Yeah. And so just go kid up and go for a bike
1: ride. But you but you gotta understand, I mean, look, I look, I'll go back to my theories. I think that, that back in the day, back when our great, 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 great ancestors, you know, I think that you your your ancestor, I think it's in your DNA. I, I don't it's not you know, you can't say it's not, I think either your, your great ancestors were they were either gatherers or they were hunters, right? They were either out picking berries or they were fighting saber tooth tigers with spears. Right. And, and I think that that's where that comes inside of you. It's, it's in your blood that you have to, you have to get that, 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 that out of you, that energy some way, it's either going to come out, you can either get it out in a bike ride or you can get it out in an argument. Right. And that's, that's what I, I believe. I think it's in you. I mean, it's in you. And right? the
0: traditional, quote-unquote, traditional way of treating PTSD is 11, yeah, 11 it's, it's drug medica- cocktail. I mean, it's medication. I mean, it's medication. I just think it's, there's
1: guy, whether it's surfing or horseback, I don't
0: know, just like some other, like, I don't, I'm not buying, you know, 11 drugs a day.
1: Yeah, you know, and, that, and that's kind of the thing that, that you know, I, I, I try to push. <clears throat> I mean, look, the medication, I, I, I still have to take some sometimes if I got to get it under mm-hmm. control. But, I mean, I still think that going out and having, a I mean, having a purpose, having, you know, ha- having that, and then having that time of getting that energy out of you, that negative, that, it's like, I call it getting, look, a, a guy, uh, a guy said uh, one time, he said, you can either exercise your demons or they'll exercise
0: you. Mm-hmm. There you go. The, 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 we don't need to say anything more. That's it. That's it. Right? I'm going to get that tattooed on my face. But, <laughs> God. <These monks. clears throat> um. So, because this award, I'm going to because this call, this had the couple things with President Obama. So you, they, they, they decide that you're going to win the Congressional Medal of Honor, which yeah, for those I listening, it. and I should is the highest award in the military. Yeah, that that anybody can get. No Marine, no living. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of people that get the honor died in combat. Yeah, so most, not of many people get them. most
1: of them are awarded posthumously.
0: Yeah. And so you get it, and you're the first living Marine in 39 years to get the award
1: since Vietnam. That's just crazy. Yeah.
0: So they decide they're going to give you this thing, and then, and then Obama calls while you're at the gas station.
1: Yeah. So what they did is on a tractor. Were you on a tractor?
0: Did you tell Letterman you were on a tractor?
1: Well, I was getting ready to gr- I was greasing a Bobcat. You know, he thought but that was hilarious.
0: It is because, by the way, he didn't know what that means, and I don't either.
1: Yeah. So, so it's like a. It's what like is a, a Bobcat? You know, it's got it's like a little uh, machine that's got a, a bucket on the front of it. It's got tracks on the side of it. You know, it's uh, it's just uh.
0: You drove it down the road?
1: No, no. So I was I was pouring concrete. So I was on a job site. So oh. I, I was pouring concrete at this time. Okay. And so they, uh, they, you know, they called me on Friday and they said, hey, look, the, you know, you need to be ready for a call on Monday. And I said, okay. They said the president's gonna be calling you at eleven fifty. I said, look, I said eleven. I said, well, and they said you're gonna have to be on an hour prior and uh, we'll, we'll call in every 15 minutes on the landline. And I said, I can't do it. And they said, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> I have to work, and I only have a 30-minute lunch. And I said, look, I know I'm a Marine. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good in math, but what I will say is is I know 30 minutes in an hour. That doesn't work. I said, no, I won't be able to have a landline. So I, I said, this isn't going to work. And they said, well, can he call you before you go to work? I said, absolutely. Absolutely. I go to work at, uh, they said, what time? I said, well, probably 5, 5.30 be all right. That's too early. I said, all right, well, then he can call me when I get home. And they was like, what time's that? Probably nine, nine thirty. No, it's too late. I said, Well, then he's got to call me on my cell phone. So they finally got it arranged, whatever. So I'm sitting at this gas station. I got there ten minutes early. So I got there eleven forty. I'm eating, eating lunch. I got this and I'm waiting for his call. Eleven fifty rolls around, nothing. Twelve, nothing. And finally I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna go back to work. And so his aide calls me and she says, Now listen, uh, the president got tied up on something. He's he's busy. And I said, Well, I said, that's um that's unfortunate, because I'm pretty busy, too. You know, I got I to gotta pay my bills. You know what I mean? I mean, I literally, I had to pay my bills. I was getting paid by the hour. And so I go back, and I'm getting ready to get on um, a Bobcat. Mm-hmm. and The thing my, with the tracks. Yeah, my phone rings, and it says unknown. I usually don't answer those calls, right. but I figured today was going to be the day I needed yeah. to. And I picked it up. I said, hello. And he goes, uh, I, he goes Dakota Meyer? And I said, yeah. He goes, this is Barack Obama. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He and says said, Barack Obama? That's what he said.
0: I, I, that's cool. I, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then he's then he tells you what.
1: Yeah, so he's like, you know, read up on your citation and this and that. And um, you know, before this, when they started talking about it, you know, I begged them not to give it to me. I begged them not to award it to me. I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't deserve this. And the the only way that I would come and accept the award was if they had a ceremony at each one of my teammates' grave sites mm. at the same time. And so they did. They end up arranging that. So they had a ceremony at each one of my teammates' grave sites the same time I was receiving the medal and that was the only way that I was going to willing to get it. Hmm. And um so you know we talk, I talked talked uh, President Obama and then we went and drank a beer together. No, this is the next
0: part. And the, yeah. like they call back and they're like, "Hey, I got one more thing." Well, Can you ask the president if if he <laughs> if he wants to have a beer? Well,
1: his speechwriter, I was I was um, I was out. Yeah, so I was out there I was out there the whole week of that week I received it. And his speechwriter calls me getting, you know, adjusting the notes and this and that and said, "Is there anything else?" And I go, well, that's a dangerous question to ask me. But I said, will you see President Obama? And he's like, well, yeah, absolutely. And I said, well, can you let him know I'll be in town all week if he wants to grab a beer? And he's like, do you really want me to tell him that? I was like, yeah, why not? What's he, you know, yeah, sure. Why why wouldn't, yeah, I do. And so I never heard anything else. And, you know, I'm thinking, look, it'll never happen, right? Right. He's got something. I get a call, I get a call. And uh, I'd actually been drinking already. And I get a call, I get a call, you know, I've got all these people around me, they're like, kind of like handlers or whatever you want to call it. And I get this call and they're like, hey, uh, be here at five o'clock. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope they don't give like a field sobriety test when I get there to get in because I'll never make it. <laughs> so like all these handlers, like <laughs> handing me bottles of water, like, you know, like I'm like chugging these bottles of water. So I show up and I go, uh, you know, we go back and I I go out there and, you know, we we go to the Rose Garden, we sit down and, and you know, we have a beer together. Wow. Yeah, it was... Uh, Did he drink it? Drink the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, uh, he didn't drink the whole thing. Nah, so... He didn't drink the what? whole thing. And so he says, he said, Dakota, he said, um, is it going, he did ask me though, look, look President Obama, um, look, take politics out of it. You know, everybody can disagree with that. Look, as far as a, a human being, I mean, he's, he's a great guy. I mean, yeah. he treated my family with such respect. Um, but he said, he said, uh, is it going to offend you if I don't finish my beer? And I looked at him and I, I said, yes, ah.
0: the answer is yes. I
1: said, well, I said, you know, it's a, that's just a, it's just a man's decision. And he said, he said, well, let me tell you why. And I was like, okay. He said, I have a speech to give after this. Okay. And I said, well, you know, sir, I usually drink four or five before I give my speeches. Okay. So I don't know if that's a good enough excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he died laughing, you know, it was, it was, it was a good time. So. But yeah, we sat out in the Rose garden and had a beer. I mean,
0: but just the two, not a bunch of people no, around. Just, just, me,
1: just me and him. You know, he came out there. He took, uh, he he, did, he took his coat off. He unbuttoned his cufflinks, sat down, and, and had a beer. You huh. know, I mean, I'm sure there was like some ninjas out there, right? I mean, there was. I'm sure there was some ninjas like camouflaged as a bush. Somebody was out right? there because there was a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they they no that the photographer came out there, took a photo, and walked off. Yeah. And um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm sure, like, I'm sure he had somebody out there. I'm sure they weren't, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Leaving with
1: Dakota Meyer. Yeah. yeah. The guy who was wound yeah. a little we, too tight. We would have been <clears> doing <throat> keg stands if there was nobody out there.
0: <laughs> now that would be an amazing story. <laughs> Speaking of stories, so all these other, not referenced it, so you have, uh, you know, American Sniper, Lone Survivor. I mean, this, you had to have been approached to make this book into the fire or just this, your story yeah. into a movie.
1: You know, they, they talk about it, but I, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing solid, you know. I think there's so much controversy with the story and I think that's what with your story or with all these stories, with all of them, right? I mean, with all of them, you know, not all of them, but I'm saying with this, like this, this battle, there's so much controversy in it. And so I think that's, that's part of the problem that these guys don't want to do any because the lack of leadership. No, I mean, you know, lack leadership, you know, everybody who's in that Valley disagrees with everybody, you know, it's one of those kind of deals, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those deals that,
0: what does what was the fellow's name driving the car? He called you homie. Oh yeah,
1: uh, Rodriguez Chavez. What does he think? You know, I mean, he. You know, everybody was doing different jobs that day. Yeah. You know, but no, you were with him. I mean, if yeah. anybody. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you know, look. Here's what I'll say: is you know that I mean, if anybody knows, they, it's they, him. He was they, your chauffeur. They beat me down. I mean, they they beat me down about this whole thing, and, uh, you know, I I, uh, at the end of the day, like you know, the award is given, the process for the Medal of Honor there's only one statement that's not part of the process and that's my own. I didn't put myself in for it. You know, my, my statement's not even included in this packet that's, you know, goes through Congress and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's just, you know, you know, there's, there's reporters that like to, you know, they didn't get their part that day. You know what I mean? It's, everybody's got their <laughs> own agenda. I have and, no
0: idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you no, know, you know,
1: you know, they all got their own ax to grind, right?
0: Yeah. And that's, it's, there's blood in the water there, you know, with Lots Chris of, Kyle and, and I don't know so much about Marcus Luttrell, but with, I mean, they went after the Chris Kyle story yeah. with a
1: vengeance. Yeah. And they you know, and, and you, you know, but, but, you know, look it, the people that do that, you know, if they can live with themselves, good on them. Yeah. Good on them. You know what I mean? If they can live with themselves and then, and you know, if they, if that's what they have to do to get through life and that's their purpose, I mean they are empty people. They, when they go to bed at night, they have to live with a lot worse yeah. shit than any of us. No, no they, they
0: they go to bed perfectly fine. I'm telling you. They they think they think they're fixing the world. I'm telling yeah. you. I've done I've dealt with enough of that. All right, so here, you stay touch with uh, the interpreter?
1: I do, I do. I, I talked to Fazel at least, um, so, Fazel a was, times a month. so
0: Fazel was so Fazel was your interpreter who and just so got I, married, who went back yeah, in with you. Ended and up
1: you, getting him and his I ended up getting him and his family to America. And wow. so they live in the Dakotas. Hicks, why, why do
0: you come up with these lame questions? Yeah. How great is that answer? Yeah. So they live in the States now. Yeah.
1: So they live in the States now. He's got um, two or three beautiful kids. You know, he's uh, got him out of there. Yeah.
0: And what about any of these other, uh, the other Afghan forces? No, I, like,
1: I, I, do, I miss them. I used to keep in touch with them. I used to call them up. They used to Skype me. You know what I mean? But I, I, don't, I haven't heard from them. You know, I don't, yeah. who knows where they're at.
0: And the elders who ratted y'all out or just yeah. flipped on y'all. Yeah. Were they all killed?
1: I, no, I no. They're probably still there. Probably still flipping, flipping, yeah. Fuckers. Yeah, that's right. That's
0: right. Um. All right. Well, you know, and I we're gonna wrap up, but I it it would be really, really irresponsible for me if I didn't talk about having Sarah Palin as your as your mother in law. Yeah. Yeah. How's she's, that? You know, Wait, but before we get to that, why are you in Austin? Like, you uh, grew up in Kentucky,
1: lived in Alaska,
0: Bristol. Haylin grew up in Alaska. Would you just like meet in the middle or something? I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so what I always tell people is, is that um, I I tried to convince her that Austin was in the middle between Kentucky and Alaska, (laughs) which is not. It's not, but but it's it's sort of. Yeah, sort of. It's 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 yeah. So whatever. But no, we we moved down here. We um, so we moved down here about seven months ago. We decided to come down here. I I travel a lot, and you know, it's it's not very. it's not very economic to be able to come from Alaska all the time, across Canada. So yeah, no, but I mean Sarah's incredible. I mean Sarah, Sarah's incredible. She is, she's, um, she's a great grandmother. She's, uh, she, you know, she holds a lot of titles, and she's, she's an incredible human being.
0: Cause you guys have two kids of your own. We and do. Then, I and have a stepson. Is... Yeah,
1: I have Trip. How old is he now? Trip is eight. Eight.
0: Yeah, man. Cause I tell you, man, I, I, I got, I went down the rabbit hole with, with. Well, because I was down your every rabbit hole you have, and that takes me to the Bristol Palin and Palin rabbit hole, and then that takes you to what's the eight year old's name? Trip. Trip's dad's rabbit hole, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, I'm stopping. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: stopping. Oh yeah, you can go down a lot of rabbit holes.
0: No, I I, I, I pulled out.
1: <laughs> I, went, I was like, I'm you out. Said, you, I'm, said, you, you hit the eject button. He was
0: going to be the mayor, and then he or some other. I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out.
1: Yeah, no, but Sarah, Sarah's great. You know, they're they're all great. Yeah that's
0: pretty cool yeah what are you saying Hicks? we actually have the metal here this is I, I i i was super nervous like i texted you yesterday i was like said where, where is that metal
1: yeah i keep it in um, um it stays you know it's usually, you're like,
0: yeah it's here at the house i didn't realize that it it's like a toy for your daughter yeah she loves it um but i said like, well maybe you could bring it along yeah and so
1: i don't i don't get it out much i don't wear it you know it's not can you wear it? Yeah, I mean I can wear it. Yeah, most of them do. You know I can wear it anytime.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Maybe but when I, you're older. But the way I look at it, I say you know it doesn't, it doesn't define me. It's just a part of me.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a little banged up. No, pulled out.
0: I don't know when you pulled up in your truck and you had, uh, I, with the metal in your hand, I was like expected it to be like in a, a case, one of them. those little velvet cases you bust yeah. open the top and boom, there it is. And I'm like, well, this, this has seen better days. This fabric here.
1: Now you know that thing reminds <laughs> me. I mean, you know that thing's like a reminder of the worst day of my life. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't wear it. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I never. You won't go in my house and see one thing that says, you know, anything about it. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't. It's another mirror. You know, I, mean, I have it's,
0: very, it's, very few right? things in, in, my. Well, you're, you're like, right. I'll just tell you this. I mean, you're, I, you're a cool motherfucker. And we're gonna hang out. We're not just gonna pass each other uh, at on it while we're working out. You you got to come over to the house and oh man, I man you'll see you'll see what I'm talking about. Like I keep very few uh, things out around.
1: No, you know I I I you know want t- your
0: kids like thinking that's no, you, what your dad's all about. You know
1: I, I always I always call it the Uncle Rico syndrome, right? Like it's it's that it's that thing where you know you know it's like what's next, right? No matter whether it's a win or it's a loss, it's only a moment in time. And uh, it's all just a moment in time and you're the one that decides how long that moment in time is. But the longer you spend on whatever it is that you're still spending on the past and it's like, what's next? And, you know, I think, um, I think it would be, you know, I, you know, people, people talk about, you know, saving lives or whatever, whatever that even means. You know, I look at you, I I tell you, I've I've looked up to you for a long time because, um, you know, there's no telling how many lives that you've saved. Mm. And you know that that's the one thing that that that, you know, no matter what any anybody can ever say. You know, they can say whatever they want, but you know what? They can't do. They can't ever take away the lives that you have saved, yeah. and you have saved people's lives. I appreciate that. And it's incredible. It's yeah. a, you are, you are, you could stop today, and you are an incredible human being.
0: Yeah, I'm not stopping today. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't figure that. <laughs> I don't figure that. Yeah, what's up, with, what's up with the show? Sure, yeah, Own so, the Dash. when we, The picture that we'll post with this, people will see it. So yeah, I know. So,
1: so Own the Dash comes from, you know, one thing that I've I've seen real real a lot in life is how quick life can end. You know, I, I've lost a ton of people. And um, so I came up with Own the Dash because there's a poem that talks about, Linda Ellis had wrote it. It talks about how on your tombstone, it's got the day you were born and the day you died which really are two of the most insignificant dates in your life. Mm -hmm. But what really matters is that dash in between. You don't have control the day you're born. You don't have Mm -hmm. control the day you died. But what matters is you can define that dash and you get to define what people will say. And every day you go out and whatever you do is it doesn't matter what the cars, the money, the cash, whatever it is you have, none of that, none of that matters. Nobody talks about that at your funeral. What matters is, is how you made people feel and the difference that you made. And that's what people are going to do. Whenever you go up, when you go away, what are people going to remember you as? And you better own it. You got to own your dash.
0: Yeah. You had me fooled. I was, when I was thinking dash, I was like, like a, like a, like a dash, like a 40 yard dash, <laughs> yeah, or a yeah, yard yeah. dash
1: right? yeah,
0: or some sort of a, you know, physical activity
1: no it's that it's it's that that. dash in between you know like what you know you you can't you never you first off you don't know how long it's going to be you don't know you know you don't know when it's going to end but every day you have to wake up and you you can't stay that's why i always talk about those moments in time you can't stay focused on the past whether it's wins or losses right i mean do i go through the rest of my life and, and and justify me not doing anything and say well, you know, I, I received the Medal of Honor. I mean, that's one day. Most people live twenty thousand days. What am I going to do with the rest of it? What's next, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the mentality of it. So it's like, I, I want to start a community where people empower each other to be the best them and go out and make a difference, no matter what. What's podcast? Podcast, own yeah, owning, own it, it. Own, owning it, owning so it, owning it. So it's owning it with Dakota Meyer. So I've got a podcast. We started up probably a month ago, right? A month ago, and so just chugging along.
0: Cool. Yeah. Maybe you'll have me on one
1: day. Uh, listen, uh, listen, we, I, I can't tell you how many times, I mean, you, you know, I, I'm like, man, one day I'm going to build up, but it's like, you know, we go in there and I don't want to bother you because I know it's like, you know, you, listen, you're the man. Like, so everybody's probably bothering you. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy that walks up in the middle of your workout. Be like, Oh, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, yeah. Can I, can I get you? Cause I, I came up to your, you had your bike in there and I was like, I was going to ask you for a picture. I'm like, there ain't no way I'm going to ask him for a picture. Like he gets asked this stuff all the time. I'm not doing I'm not going to be that guy, but no for sure. It's all we're, good. We're, we're we're
0: It's all good. We'll, we'll hit it we'll hit it next week.
1: I'm in. I'm in. So and I appreciate.
0: And then I, I'll, I'll I'll put me in line to get on the show. Yeah. This is the thing. I mean, I love doing this podcast and I, I really love doing them when they're like this. You'll find if you've done it a month, there there's some you bang out you're like, "Okay, that was the greatest hour of yeah. the last year." Yeah. And then you, there's some you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that's all right yeah. um but there's so many people have podcasts now, so it's gonna be one of these things where it's like okay i'll come on yours if you come on mine yeah yeah, yeah. like it's it, it's we're getting there yeah it's coming. it's coming it's coming everybody's doing it so i'm just saying i, I but no, i I, asked.
1: I i would i would love to have you on <laughs> if you wait so let me ask you we are you gonna come on my podcast yeah hell no, yeah done we got it we yeah. got the commitment
0: <laughs> no i did I, I like to make it a habit when when uh, a true American hero asks me to come on his podcast, I just say no. Yeah, yeah. Well, it no. was it was like you. No, I'm not doing that. It was like you. Why why would I why why would I do that, I mean,
1: It was the same thing you like text I mean, me. And
0: all this bullshit you just said the last hour. <laughs> no, I wasn't inspired.
1: Well, you text me and you go, um, will you, will you come on my podcast? I'm like, who the hell tells you no? You know what I mean? Who who? What am I supposed to do? Uh, no, actually, I don't have time, Lance.
0: We've yeah, had yeah, one or two geez. of those.
1: We've had one or two. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, they must have. It must have. must had something real, real important. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. That was awesome. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's my Absolutely. honor. Absolutely.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Podcast. Like, uh, like I said at the top of the show, if you have anything you want to say. If you have a suggestion, please. God knows I need suggestions. Um, or questions or concerns or criticisms or whatever. Let me know. Send me an email. Send it to the forward podcast at weedosport.com. I know it's long, I know it's a little confusing. The Forward podcast at WeDo. W-E-D-U Sport. Singular.com. The forward podcast at we do sport.com